This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Also presents Take Care On Air. Interviews, current affairs and events from across Victoria. Also is your community hub and also is proud to sponsor Joy. Hello and welcome to Take Care On Air. I'm Kath Duncan. And I'm Crusader Hillis. And you're with us again for a whole hour as we explore sexual health and general fun. And actually, at the moment, we're still gripped by Midsummer Madness, aren't we, Crusader? We are. And we're going to be talking to Take Care On Air Sexual Health Coordinator, Shane McMasters. Of course, we're going to be talking talking erotica with popular MX editor and journalist Andrew Murdoch, who was the winner of the Sex Write-Off competition last year and tonight <laughs> is featuring as part of Dirty Deeds Sex Writing. Guess who's emceeing, Crusader? Kath Duncan. Oh, who? Yes. And, A uh, dirty girl, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to wear something disgraceful. Did they, you know that the Sex Write-Off competition is the highest erotica prize in Australia and wow. potentially one of the highest in the world? I was at the competition last year. I tell you, it was totally a dampener. Also, we're going to be seeing a new queer TV ad. It's going to be born on Australian TV very soon. We're going to be talking about that. And first, I'll let you take the honours, Crusader. Okay. Our first story. Well, Shane McMasters is currently employed to run the Take Care Out There project and to sort of do quite a bit of the administrative things, look after volunteers. But a Sunday or two ago, he was sort of had a baptism by fire at uh, the Midsummer Carnival. carnival. Uh-huh. 20 volunteers, a couple of drug and alcohol workers everything that could possibly be challenging was challenging that day and it was hot it was yes yeah it was certainly the place to be uh, over a Sunday ago yeah, it's about 120,000 people I was believe that how many? there at Midsummer and Carnival yeah, well, you yeah. are kidding me wow so we were just constantly giving out safe sex packs and bottles of water and sunscreen to passers-by for the whole day and it was just constant yeah, and I, so. I understand you were running the survey as well the sort of sexual health survey did you get much response to that yeah that's right so we got a phenomenal response Really? I'd say we at had least, to reprint. Yeah, you were kidding the me. Reprints, I, d- yeah. I just sort of thought, oh, no one's going to stop to do that. You know, yeah. this was very busy. And It's a fun survey, though. It's a sort of survey that asks people about a whole range of things about their sexual identification, how they identify. It's very open about that, their gender, their understanding about PEP, a whole I, lot of things. I think you did at the Fetish Fair. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah. and it was it was fun, actually. It's, of course, non-judgmental. So, Shane, what was it like? Because... Uh, I actually found it tricky. I was on my little gold three-wheeler mobility scooter. I found it a bit tricky to get into you guys. Was that how it was all day? Or was it? At least you're on the edge, weren't you? Yeah. So it was like I said, it was a really busy day. It was mm. a great atmosphere. Everyone was just having a really good time that day. It was a really infectious vibe of the days. So yeah, it was just great chatting to people about sexual health, gauging their awareness of things like PEP and use of condoms and lube. And we got rid of thousands of condoms and lube. Yeah, they were very popular in all different sizes too. I didn't know there were and, different sizes and flavors. Yeah. Wow. Well, I am so out of and the And I have loop. to say, the large ones were, were more popular than expected. <laughs> Do you think, though, people <clears throat> want to rip out a large one just to have a large one? Well, I think sort of? also there might be a few girls out there that like the larger ones as well for ah, some of their accoutrements. Yeah. Yeah, there was nice. also a guy who specifically asked me for a large one, too, so oh. I had to hunt Maybe through quite a few up. to find one. But Do you think that was a pickup line? No, of oh, course not. It could have not. been, but um, it was my type. <laughs> can we talk a bit about the short film festival? Because it's been, it's over. Yeah. It's 
it was last Tuesday. Yes, so the winner was a short film called Dick. So it was a very, very humorous look at a couple. I wonder what. And his name was Christopher Stoller. But I think one of the really interesting things about Dick, and it's D I K, there's no C in there. Dick is nominated for an Academy Award this year for Best Short. It won the Best Short Film at Cannes, which is absolutely amazing. Best Comedy at the Flickr Festival and Best Short at Manhattan Film Festival. Is that not a bit unkind? I mean, of course, it's going to run off with the. I know, but he did. He entered it. It was so good. It's just. It was about sexual health. It was about. Can you tell us a bit about it? We're going to get Shane to do that. I just want to finish by saying he also won two thousand five hundred dollars from the Take Care Out There project for this work. And Open Channel have offered a thousand dollars worth of film production on any upcoming show he's doing. But Shane, yes, tell us about the film itself. Yes, so like I said, it was just a, a very humorous and very insightful film. I think it was about eight to ten minutes. Okay. So it's just about this couple and their son who comes home one day with quite a sexually explicit message and on, a drawing that he'd written. He was about six years old. But yeah, the message was quite sexually explicit and so it took the father quite aback to what read it. What was the message? I like ribbing Tim's dick. <laughs> if we can say that on air, I'm not sure if we can say that on air. But I think you can because it's actually factual and it's about a practice. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it's all about exploring the reasons why the kid wrote that particular message and then the discussion that the couple has ensuing that revelation and the things that get revealed in their discussion afterwards. So, so. it's a little bit wow. like sexual health and sexuality and discussion of sex starts really early. The other day we had a youth fiction panel as part of Word is Out at Hairs and Hyenas and Maria Pilota Chiaroli was asked one day in a class something about clitoris or something like that by a boy who was just trying to make fun and then she had the opportunity to a group of young teenagers to spend a good 20 minutes talking about the importance of knowing where the clitoris is and what it does. And similarly, she'd already had the same sort of discussion with her quite young daughter at that stage. And she was saying that the more information kids are getting and the more honest parents are up front, the more likely the sexual health practices in the future are going to be good. They're also less likely to have sex at a younger age. Yeah, the more they know. Yeah, interesting. But how did the audience receive not just that film, but the films in general on the night? Well, on the whole, it was a very grassroots sort of vibe. We had a few technical difficulties on the night, but well, you sure? it just added to the authenticity <laughs> of the night. Yeah. You know, local filmmakers showing movies about sexual health. And so all the films were received quite well by the audience. There was a, a lot of laughter and a few tears, I think, being shed as well. It was quite some deep and oh, moving films as well. Really? Good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Are we going to be able to get to see any of these films? Is it hard to see the winner? Or yeah, so we're currently in discussions with Red Bennies, who hosted the nights, yeah. to upload those short films onto YouTube. So oh, you think they yeah. will let us see, though, the Academy Award nominated short on YouTube, or is that going to be one of those things where they're just going to keep it under wraps? I actually found a copy of that in its entirety on YouTube already, so oh, if you fabulous. like, you can actually just type into YouTube, but Dick. And I think there's actually a very good marketing potential here, because Take Care Out There has a page on Facebook which people need to like. But if you put the link to the YouTube on our Take Care Out There page, that's you might a get idea. a few people to Yeah, you have to in. get in. You yep, have to like right. it. Yeah. 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 To get like I said, just waiting on yeah, Red Bennies to get back to us about that. So Let's just make it tough. Yeah. So Shane, you're, you're quite a young one to, no offence or anything, to organise 20 vols and all this. You handled it well at Carnival. You're ready to keep going. and Yeah, know. it was quite undertaking. So I really Although just he want was to thank by the Monday, I have to say, oh, really? as anyone would be after a 15-hour day. But yeah, I couldn't have done it without Louise Boucher, who assisted me in organising volunteers for the day and just everything that went beforehand, organising the drug and alcohol workers as well and the condom supplies.
suppliers and yeah so I just want to thank Louise in particular for that and all the volunteers who were there on the day and before the day packing safe sex packs so thanks guys really appreciate all your help and I understand that next year we're going to try and get ourselves this is also part of the quip thing that's sort of the clear cripple project we're going to try and get ourselves a good marquee aren't we Chris yes, we're going to try and get a good shady loungy what thingy. I think is going on is this year we managed to get a single marquee for deaf and disabled people and when I mentioned that to Midsummer, they were quite excited about it they put in their e-zine and all the rest of it and basically we would like to go into some discussions with Midsummer, sort of quite soon to talk about in the same way that they have it for kids let's have a place which is shady and large a little bit of infrastructure for as you say before the frail the elderly and the disabled, disabled people deaf whatever and their uh, friends and family and friends and family loved ones significant others excellent there's something to work towards and we certainly will be we've got one more thing I think let's explain exactly what Take Care Out There is because I think people are still a bit not quite unsure if I wanted to sum it up first and we'll sort of go to Shane Take Care Out There works with every part of the GLBTI community a lot of the gay promotional health promotion places generally just work with gay men and men who have sex with men so a lot of the stuff that Take Care Out There has done has included trans people including sponsoring Dude which is a new magazine for trans people which has got a very strong focus on sexual health and there's nowhere in the world there's one internet site in the world with sexual health information for trans men and that's in Canada so it's one of the things that we're really trying to change and a lot of trans men are having sex with biological men or cis men as as they're known but it also deals with youth arts and culture sexually adventurous non-queer identifying people who have sex with people of the same sex sporting groups and runs this radio show and has produced a television commercial for mainstream TV that's a lot how does it feel Shane coming in with a remit like that and starting to think where do I start well I guess because we're trying to include the whole of the uh, the queer community so people who are not necessarily identifying as being gay or lesbian but also transgender or bisexual yeah it's quite a broad range of people to be involved with so there's a lot of people to contact and there's a lot to do but yeah I think it's a really important thing to draw attention to though to raise awareness of good sexual health practices and safer sex and not only looking out for ourselves but also for other people in our community and sort of just having that conversation in our community about safer sex I think that's a very important thing Shane McMaster sexual health coordinator for the Take Care Out There project thanks very much for joining us today no worries thank you of course you're with Take Care On Air here on Joy with Kath Duncan and Crusader Hill is coming up I really hope we're going to have a bit more filth stay with us you're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station Joy 94.9 and we have a very special guest in the studio Andy Murdoch Andy Murdoch is an editor and journalist with the very popular late afternoon street press MX he's also an, a former editor I think of MSO Melbourne Star Observer oh you do get around I was one of the first editors of Melbourne Star Observer he's an accomplished writer of short fiction and particularly short sexy fiction he was a writer in the 2010 competition Sex the Sex Write Off yep. and I know he received special mention by the judges in that year then went on to take off the $1,000 prize in 2011. The two judges for that were... 
Do you want me to take over? Yeah, you take over. Jeff Knight, and I can't remember the other one. Lawrence Schimmel. Exactly. And Jeff Knight's reading tonight. Yes. That's right. Dirty Deeds. But nevertheless, let's put the focus back on Andy because Andy's going to be reading from your award-winning story or another story? No, the one. one. Slightly different version of it, but the winning It's not going to win again. No, it's not a competition (laughs) this year. This year, we're just letting it all hang out. That's what we're doing. Jules Wilkinson will be on. Ursula Dawkins. Yes. And, oh, special guest. Amy Nichols. We've got to say, can we say our special guest? Yeah. Our special guest tonight is just the fabulous Paige Phoenix. He'll be reading a very hot essay. Musician, songwriter, trans activist. What was that show? X Factor Factor participant, total spunk. Was on at Carnival last two weeks ago and will be at Hairs and Hyenas tonight. Not that I'm self promoting, of course. But anyway, back to Andy. Congratulations for your award last year. What did it mean? Anything like? Could you go boasting that you'd run the sex write off, or was it? Ah, to some people. You did. But uh, did you get lucky on the basis? It doesn't matter. matter. Moving right along. What makes a good erotic story? If it turns you on and Mm. it doesn't make you laugh, or maybe it can make you laugh, but if it turns you on, I suppose that's a start anyway. Do you kind of work on the idea that it should turn me on as well as, say, turn you on, even though we're probably, I hope, quite different in our orientation and stuff? I mean, should it turn everyone on or Uh, don't you care? We might see tonight, because I don't read or listen to a great deal of lesbian erotic fiction, so there's a few few women reading tonight, so we'll... You might want to ask me that question after tonight's... Can I say, having been a bookseller for 20 years at Hairs and Hyenas, but also several years before before that at Hartwig's Books, women in the old days used to buy gay men's pornography and erotica because there wasn't a lot at that stage that was written for women. There was Pat Califia, as he was known then, and a few others who were writing it, but they used to buy gay male porn video. There was... Wow, really? Yeah, no, quite seriously. I mean, it was quite popular... And you have to also remember that slash fiction, which reimagines straight characters from film and television in queer sexual union, it was for a long time mainly written by heterosexual women. It's now a lot of lesbian women are starting to get involved, and now there's starting to be a few men involved reimagining women characters I mean, yeah, in lesbian it, relationships. You know, I don't want Andy here to think that I read lesbian erotica. It's sort of not my favourite thing. But I mean, you know, queer and la la erotica with boys and things and people and all through it is sort of my thing. So tell us a bit about your story. What happens? Well, the theme of the sex write-off last year was cheating and revenge. Oh, it's um, It was two-timing. It was also about plurality. I think you just wanted to get into cheating and yeah, revenge. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'd actually previously written the story that I entered and just grubbied it up a bit for the sex write-off competition. The, the original version didn't actually have a great deal of sex because it probably hasn't actually got that much sex in it. So you've just kept adding more sex, sort of like pretty, salt in the pretty soup. Pretty much. Tell us, and just a bit more detail in the story, how many people well, there's only two people in the story itself. One of those admits to his partner that he had an affair with someone five or six years previously. They're about to go to this person's place for dinner. And then a little bit further down into the story, you realise that the bloke who has... Don't tell too much. Okay. All right. I won't. Ah, that's, I think ah, that, that was coitus no, interrupters. Yes. No, but it, <laughs> yes, it was. And sometimes coitus interrupters is oh, not making a mistake. I was just getting into that. (laughs) Well, what I was going to say is 
give away anything further and you're starting to destroy the pleasure of what people are going to be hearing tonight. You're also actually telling people to come along now because they've been a little bit horned up now and it's good. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I quite got to that stage, but it, okay. So what you do, you kind of wear this sort of respectable hat, I suppose, doing the editing journalist thing. And then do you write the erotica in your spare time or only at certain times of the year or I, how do you do that? I don't necessarily write a lot of erotica. Some of the stuff that I've written waste. in the past has had... I like to think that I try to write fiction and some of that fiction has some pretty grubby stuff in it. Okay, Which That's enough. probably the easiest way to put it. Most of the stuff that I've actually had published over the past three or four years has not been particularly sexy. I have the opposite problem. I keep putting sex in everything I write and it ends up being unpublishable. <laughs> I get to read it at such events like tonight because it's, it's sort of the only avenue that I've got, really. And look, the um, sex right off competition over the last three years was sponsored by the Victorian AIDS Council and they were trying to come up with a few ways of starting to sort of get a bit of a picture of what men were doing. They were very clear it didn't have to be about safe sex. They were really clear that it didn't have to have a sexual health focus on it. But they were very interested just to get an idea about what was out there. And in the first year, Colin Petruni, who was the person who helped get it sponsored, was one of the judges. Over the three years, we've had about 150 stories submitted and they showed an incredible range and breadth and imagination of, of writers when it came to sex. I just want to ask you the question now, which is do you think writers have any responsibility in either promoting good sexual health, consent, whatever it might be? Where's your picture about where the writer's responsibility and imagination should sit? I probably come from the point of view that a writer's primary responsibility is to write good fiction and it doesn't necessarily have to promote the values that that writer may subscribe to in the real world. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And look, it mirrors, again, from this youth fiction session we had the other day, this 70-year-old writer who has just written a book with a New Zealand trans man called F2M about an 18-year-old boy who's sort of going through the process of becoming a trans man and all the rest of it. She said pretty much the same thing. If you write propaganda, it sounds like propaganda. If you write from a place of truth... You can write about dark things. Both of the stories that I've entered in the past couple of years have both had, funnily enough, unsafe practices in them. And I know I can never figure out how to pronounce his surname. David Levitt or Levitt. 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 He's been pulled up in the past, I think, for um, supposedly using his fiction or being accused of using his fiction to promote unsafe practices. But I'm not sure that. I, I think, think that's an accusation that you can level at anybody, really. And it's rubbish in any case. I mean, he's actually quite a conservative fellow who's been with the same partner forever. Yeah, but that, that's separate again, isn't it? No, I mean, exactly. Life. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think it's a tricky one because I think in that sort of educational role, and isn't there a way of making safe sex really like sexy and hot and throwing it into erotica? I have. Of course actually... you can, but I mean, why should it be the responsibility of the writer to be doing this? But should it not? Should it not be? Should they have no responsibility whatsoever? I mean, somewhere no, it's. I agree. They have the middle, no responsibility, and in fact, like Dennis Cooper would never be the writer that he is if he didn't write about people who take boys home, cut them up and eat them. I mean, that's <laughs> what he does. But he is actually considered one of the world's great writers by a lot of people. Hmm. Well, all I can say is I'd like to see more writers make safer sex sexy. That's I'm just putting that on the table. So would I. Yeah. We're talking to Andy Murdoch, who's our editor, journalist with MX, and we're going to be seeing him, well, I will be seeing him tonight, and hopefully some of you others will be seeing me with some scanty thing on and reading complete filth with a whole lot of other funsters at hair 
prayers and hyenas tonight. And tickets are through midsummer.org.au Coming up or next, through the shop. That great TV ad we're all looking forward to. It's going to go mainstream. It's all queer. Stay with us. Take care out there. Take care out there. Individual health and well-being through stronger community endeavours. Now, coming up, this is something I'm very excited about. We're going to be seeing a new ad that's anti-transphobia, anti-biphobia, that's always good, and indeed anti-homophobic. Did I say all that right? Yeah, you did, except okay. anti-homophobia. And it's going to be a television commercial on mainstream, free-to-air TV and Foxtel. And uh, on the line with us right now is the executive producer of this, uh, it's called Brand Strategy TV. Go Walter. Are you on the line, Walt? Yes. Can you hear me? Excellent. We can. I was actually just telling people that the RAP project, which is what you're working on, is something that was funded by the Department of Justice and the Department of Health. But also you did another TVC fairly recently, which played at every session of the Queer Film Festival, every session of the Benigo Film Festival, and was seen on many free-to-air stations as well as on Foxtel. And that was a Take Care Out There TVC. Yeah, that's right. That was one that carried a bit of a harmonious community and a safe sex message as well and we kind of just wanted to say that we tricked the viewer into these everyday cliche Aussie blokes and women doing their daily things loading a ute or playing with their child um, or looking into a mirror and at the end they all came together at the end of the commercial and actually were gay lesbian transgender and, and you know, straight great. yeah yeah and that went on across nationally on free to air we've had amazing feedback for that one so this one the new one is bigger and there are two commercials actually in the series and very, very groundbreaking concepts in, ter- in, in the sense that nothing has ever been done to the mainstream in Australia like this before. So we're not being jumping up and down, waving rainbow flags, saying, hey, look, we're all different, we're all gay. We're actually just pulling it right back and saying everybody is equal and everybody is the same. And calling someone a homo or a fag once is absolutely inappropriate in the workplace. Doing it again, there are severe consequences. It is as bad as, if not worse, as sexism or racism in the workplace. You wouldn't tolerate that the first time something's been done like this. I understand my notes say that this commercial has been in development for over two years. How does it take that amount of time? Well, actually, the campaign has been, or the project has been going on like that. It took a long time to sort of get the approval from the Department of Justice about how it was going to happen. We've been working with Walt probably for about 10 months now in terms of developing the concepts around what the campaign might look like. And it's such a complex issue because it's transphobia, homophobia and Biphobia. That's a lot to get into a 30-second ad, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, when Chris Edda said, and when we talked about this with the brief and then the team behind all of this, I mean, I nearly went into a heart attack because there are a million messages with such complexities, but we had to be so subtle about all of this so that it wouldn't instantly offend dumb middle Australia who would be watching this into thinking, oh, God, this is a gay ad. We actually wanted to not even show anything like that until they see the concept at the end. So it's been quite a clever strategy behind it. And we, what we've done, we've been working hard in the background to, get such big institutions like the Collingwood Football Club have jumped right on board with this and have gone, you know, we will support it. It's the first time really in AFL they'll be seen outside of sports promoting a anti-homophobia message. So big institutions have come on board and we really think it's going to have an impact. And another one of the complexities is it's not just the Also Foundation that's working on this. We're working in partnership with Transgender Victoria, the Victorian Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby and the Anti-Violence Project Victoria. So there's a number of different voices, points of view and priorities. So that's a bit of a complex thing for you to have had to deal with, I guess, too, as a TV producer. What 
a few bottles of wine and notepads scribbling about different <laughs> They were obviously different. done at home because I didn't get to go to any of those meetings, unfortunately. <laughs> I just portrayed a calm, together persona to you, Crusader, but in actual fact, it was quite a challenge to come up with something which ticked everybody's box and was respectful to everybody, which was equal, which was inclusive, and ultimately something that's going to work for the mainstream because what we don't want to do is preach to the converted already. Like Our gay community, most of our gay community knows that it's inappropriate to you know, and they know what it's like to be the victim of this kind of harassment. But in general, Australia, people who think, saying, oh, good day, princess, on, in the morning on the way to work, they think that that's completely normal. But, you know, it all adds up. It adds up to someone being miserable. It adds up to somebody being ostracised. And it adds up to making someone's life miserable for going to work. And no Australian, gay, straight or white, should have to put up with that. That's what it adds about. What is the significance of getting this sort of material on commercial TV? Because it's the first time that we're having the chance to have an input into popular culture in Australia. So, yes, there have been thousands of campaigns put in MCV and V News and from the back of a bus, maybe, or on Joy and Invent TV. That's all very well, but that is preaching to the people who are already converted. We need to be pushing this out to Australia, to our general community, and saying it's time now that you just pull back on the homophobic jokes and a little dig and everything, because whilst you may think that's okay, in actual fact, it's upsetting a couple of people in our community and, and quite often this very base source of very mild harassment, it has proven to have a pyramid effect and it will lead ultimately to violence and homophobic attacks. So if we can nip it in the bud, the very base, we believe long term it should have a bit of an impact and a follow effect through to violence and homophobic attacks. Look, to be completely truthful, there's been a huge backlash against the Also Foundation over the last couple of years. Some of that criticism has been warranted for a number of different reasons, but a lot of it hasn't been. And I think it's pretty amazing that an organisation that's been suffering fairly much over the last year or two is actually one of the very first, I think Acon has done something similar with the video, but it didn't really get on much. But it's pretty amazing that the Also Foundation, instead of a lot of the other health promotion organisations, is actually breaking ground by saying we've talked to the queer community much, but we haven't talked to the mainstream community. So if people want to know what the Also Foundation's been doing, these are two of the things they've been doing that have been pretty important. Crusader, love or hate the Also Foundation, it's mixed views for everybody. You can't deny that these projects have been pioneering in Australia. I mean, that Take Care out there ad, which we talked about earlier, has been nominated for four industry awards. Yeah, really? On its, on its messaging, yeah. And these have similar grounds as well because it's doing what we need to do and that's stop jumping up and down and planting seeds in our own gardens. It's actually do what we need to do and get out there and preach to the people and tell the men and women of Australia who may have not even met a gay person, for example, just hold it, you know, their stereotypes are wrong. Ostracising someone is, is wrong. And when these ads go to air on 13 channels across Foxtel, the 7, 9 and 10 in Melbourne, Sydney, um, Brisbane and Adelaide, that has clout. And we've partnered with TV networks to get free airplay on all of these channels. It's a collaboration of everything. And you know what's been astonishing? Is that everybody's gone, yeah, right on, definitely we're on board. This ad's great. There's great ideas. We definitely support you in this. And it's a really exciting time in the community in terms of we're now just pushing the boundaries out a little bit, transcending the inner circles and we're going out 
to Australia. But we do need some extras, Crusader. We need some actors on That's board. what I was going to say. Let's get down to some tin tacks here. We're actually looking for some talent out there. You don't necessarily have to have been an actor. You do probably need to have a sort of certain level of confidence. I'm looking at Kath Duncan. She's got confidence. What about coming. gayness, straightness, anything? No, so who are we looking for? What are the characters? Yeah, well, look, we're almost cast. But we've got a lot of paid actors and things which we've put into the major roles, but there are a lot of featured extra roles, which some will have speaking parts. We've been overrun. We've done a lot of social media into looking for female uh, um, and male actors, and we've been overrun with female actors, so we're pretty much cast for, for females. We're now looking for blokes who want to come on board and be in these commercials. And what are the stages. characters for the blokes? Yeah, well, we've got a few different characters going. We've got someone to play a soccer player, so we're looking for someone who looks pretty fit and agile. Have you tried um, a soccer club? And mm-hmm. We've actually got a soccer player sitting with us really? right in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Does he play soccer? Yeah. All right, you look like you played soccer growing he, up. He is okay? very good looking. Yeah. Does that count? Uh, anyway. Yeah, we know what. We don't want everyone to be good looking. Um, oh, we, you're out. <laughs> great for me to have a little perv on the day. I'm fine if you want to turn up. But uh, <laughs> we, look, we need just a mixture, pretty much under 40, because we've got a mature uh-huh. Uh-huh. As well. We need about five or six people for roles to play genetic mix of males. And then we have a captain. One of them is actually a defence officer, isn't it? Defence force yeah. officer. Yeah, so to play defence force sergeant. And, and is that a, is that a gay defence force sergeant or a straight one? I mean, I don't well, think that makes any difference, but I just want to know. It's a play a straight role, and we have one of the, the young cadets or trainee blokes go up to him and say, listen, mate, I need to talk to you about something. And the officer goes, no problems, come, you know, come into my office sort of thing. So we've got those roles. So really, people can just email a headshot and the experience that they've got and there's a cafe scene we're shooting on the 7th of February at uh, Conningwood Football Headquarters at the Westpac Centre and we need about 10 to 15 people to sit in the cafe everybody will appear on the commercial and then we waste the time get a free coffee out of it but it's a bit of a donation it's come along for about an hour Are you still looking for a trans woman actor or person? We'll need a, um, a trans woman to come in and play quite a key role in the uh, transgender scene so very complex we're not all just looking for white people either which I definitely want need would love a mix of ethnicity right. as well well look what we're going to do is I've just volunteered that Shane's going to be in touch with you and we're going to be doing a bit of a multimedia I mean a multi sort of social media campaign we're going to tweet and Facebook and so we're going to start actually work out exactly who you're looking for including this crowd scene and we'll let's get it stitched up in the next week how do people find out more about the commercial front via Walter or via Take Care Out There it'll be via Take care out there. Okay. We'll pass or through or just going take care at also.org.au because even though it's not a take care project, that's the best place okay. to get it. And It'll have to be over 18 to appear in the commercial. That's okay. okay. Okay, fantastic. We've been speaking to Walter Collins, who's the executive producer of Brand Strategy TV. Keep an eye out for those commercials. It sounds like they're just going to totally go off. Coming up, it's our favourite guy in the bush, Damien Stevens. He'll be joining us shortly. You're listening to a joy cast from GLBTIQ community radio station Joy 94.9 We've lost Damien he's out there in the bush too deeply in the bush I know the feeling and so instead we're going to do a bit of a wrap up of today's Midsummer events Crusader let's kick it off All right, Midsummer Men on Men competition the winner is Steve Edwards it's on at the Laird Hotel I'm serious this year's competition is a very very strong one and it's that's visual arts that is visual arts radio yes. okay and uh, Britney Spears the cabaret I saw that 
that. I'd like to look at that. Uh, look, um, I've actually seen the show. Uh-huh. It's not just funny. It's like seeing a Britney Spears show where the person can really sing. Really? And really bring out the life of Britney. It's incredibly funny. And Christy Whelan, is Christy a, a drag queen type person God, or no. a female Christy, per- Christy person? Christy Whelan is, I've no idea what her sexuality is, but she's one of the most talented people. I wish I could just suddenly say who the directors and co-writers and things are and Roland is sitting there sort of screaming at yes, me. Yes, he'll know. Bryant and Dean, I think it is. Or Dean Bryant and somebody else. And that's at Chapel Off Chapel. Chapel Off Chapel. And today it goes on for uh, into next week. Looks uh, a lot of fun. I think there's an event on tonight. You might be in, Kath. Yes, but I think we've already said enough about that, Chris. Yep. Dirty Deeds 4. Yeah, hell, don't miss it. Andy and Johnny present cocktails and cocktails. And as you could expect, they are written in slightly different fashion. Now that's uh, singing dancing jokes about lube. I like that. Bright yeah. copper kettles and crisp apple strudels. Let's not keep going. I've got no, the feeling that's going to go into some uh, weird pe- territory. People need to go to the Midsummer Guide to find out exactly where and when these things are on. We don't have time. Oh, okay. I think Fair Go Sport Forum, we should mention. Okay. And what does that do for you, Crusader? Oh, here we go. Sexual and gender diversity in sport. Okay, yeah. We're here, we're queer, we want to play, blah, 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 sport, blah, blah. Well, it's about time we... Actually, the picture's really cute. It's all these football-y people with rainbow socks. I like that. And uh, it. I just got a very aggressive email from Roland Thompson that says it's Matthew Frank and Dean Bright. And Thank you, Roland. Then he wrote a huge... Uh, a groan fact, on it. Oh, Dean well, Bright's father was the captain at Roland's school at Newmarket High School. And he had a huge crush on him. Oh, look, there's just so much more, including the year of magical wanking. That would be... If if I wasn't emceeing tonight, I would definitely be interested in checking that out. there's three shows there. There's a big season at Gasworks. There's the Love in a Cubicle, which you had on last week. There's three shows at Theatreworks. There's a lot going on. Check it out. Do check it out. Don't miss it. It's only... It comes but once a year, Midsummer, and we love it. You've been with Kath Duncan and Crusader Hillis on Take Care On Air. Thanks to our glorious guests and to our even more beautiful naked panel up today, Gazman. He's with us and we love him. We'll see you again next week. Midsummer out, guys. Also presents Take Care On Air. Interviews, current affairs and events from across Victoria. Also is your community hub and also is proud to sponsor Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.